Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at assaultlimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com don't forget ladies and gentlemen in the podcast description or podcast notes in your podcast app you can get access to all of our sponsors all of the products that we talk about in the podcast and contact information for paul and martin proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about? Talking about? Talking about? Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. All right, we are back with episode 18, live Squared Away podcast with Byron Rogers. What's up, my dude? Hanging, man. It's an honor. Thanks so much for having me, you guys, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's uh, in Cali right now. How's the weather down there? It's kind of hot, man. Well, no, no. It's it's awesome. It's like kind of perfect. It was hot last week. It was kind of miserable. And I was like, look, y'all need to figure this out. I'm not paying all these taxes. Uh, <laughs> but now nah, it's back to just being chill. It's like 80 something out there right now. Come on. You got a corporation in the Dominican Republic or something that you run everything <laughs> through anyways, right? <laughs> uh, you got no proof, bro. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. I'll never admit it. I'll never admit it. So, sure, Byron, I know you listened to a few of the Squared Away episodes. Um, we, we'd like to start off with how we're getting squared away, but I think uh, you're our first guest. We're going to kind of start off and introduce our audience to you and let you kind of tell us your history. Tell us, tell us the story of the Reader's Digest version of the story of Byron Rogers. Yeah, man. No, it's an honor, honestly. Um, so, I was born in the Bahamas. I, uh, my parents split up. I spent half my time in Nassau, Bahamas and half my time in Washington state. 
So I learned how to swim. I was spearfishing as a young man. So, you know, that's like a superpower for African-Americans. I didn't know that <laughs> people didn't like, didn't like water until I got to the Marine Corps. And like all my homies were drowning. And I was like, for real, guys? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. killing me. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, I grew up in Washington State in, in the Bahamas, bouncing back and forth. And I went to the Marine, Marine Corps uh, Infantry 0351. So assaultman with 3-1 Lima Company over there. Popped over to Iraq twice was getting out of the Marine Corps and I was like, man, what am I going to do with my life? Um, Then by the grace of God, literally ended up running into the right place, right time, right relationships, got pulled into executive protection at age 21. uh, And the rest is history. We hit uh, over 60 countries my first year. Uh, I did that on repeat with that client for seven years and then uh, went down to Florida Tried to start my own company, rebuilt my books down there, uh, and then eventually went, came back up to Cali, repenetrated the industry, rebuilt my stuff up here. So now I have a boutique private security company in Southern California, and I also uh, run a training, kind of a training company for civilians, the Protector Nation, where the ethos is simply helping good people become more dangerous, making the world a safer place by helping good people become more dangerous. We organize these huge events. Uh, bring in a bunch of, you know, the other instructors at the top of the game. Uh, so, uh, and we have like these immersive 72 hour events and, and things like that. I've got an executive protection school uh, called Training Day through the League of Executive Protection Specialists. It's another company uh, that I have. I've written a book called Finding Meaning After the Military. It's all about transition from the military into 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 life. I've got a master's degree in psychology in, in the counseling psychology and a um, minor in forensic psychology. That's the VA trying to get me to do my appointment on Friday. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah, man, I think for the most part, that's it. Uh, those are the main things, but you know, I'm up to a that, lot of that's a, that's a hell of a repertoire. Oh, thank you. I've been busy, man. I realized really early that I'm not that smart, so I better work really hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, the, that's the cheat code, man. That's an awesome attitude to have because people that are smart and don't figure that out really don't go as far as the people that figure it out early and figure yeah, out how to work. It's sad, dude. Like, talent will take you pretty far, man, but skill, you know, I think Will Smith was the first one that said it. He was on fire, man. But skill comes from banging on your craft, and that's what separates the men from the boys once you get into that second quarter, once you get down range, man. So that's that's kind of where I pull ahead, just hard work and being dumb enough to try whatever comes to mind. <laughs> where, do you, where, do you think you, where do you think you got that from? What are your parents like? Oh, 100%. Like, my dad, man. He's a serial entrepreneur. Uh... When I was young, he was in a magazine that said he was one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the Bahamas. But my father, you know, wow. being who he is, you know, he got shot at point blank range with a shotgun and survived. Uh, he's a hard man, man. He's a hard man. Like I might still like have like I might still have to shoot him. Like, yeah, I don't know if I like really, you know what I mean? Like I'm, 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 soft. I'm just saying, you know. So um, but he's he's a hard man. He's I love my father, but he he has that work ethic you know i'd go visit him and i'd see him maybe one or two days all summer but the rest of the time he's up early in the morning staying up late at night working on his computer working on his businesses had one of the biggest private security companies in the bahamas um named maximum security so i I think some of that that software got downloaded watching him and then genetically it's just like it's crazy. We're a lot alike, you know, we have conversations. He's like preaching to me when I preach to, you know, my wife and stuff like that. So it's kind of, it's crazy. You know, I think that's where I got a lot of it, man. 
Oh, you so mentioned you go, uh, oh, go you go straight into uh, executive production right out of, uh, you know, Toronto crayons? Yeah, dude. Eating crayons and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah man. I, I honestly, it was the grace of God, man. It was kind of a miracle. It's like starting at the NFL, you know? So, like, uh, I I was getting out of the Marine Corps and I was like, you know, praying because I'm, I'm a Christian. And I was like, Father, what am I going to do with my life? And, you know, I can hold a gun, you know, so maybe I'll be a cop or I'll go and be a contractor. You know, we've taken over some cities and stuff. So, um, <clears throat> and I just heard that voice that was like, go to this bar. You're going to become a bodyguard. You're going to travel the world. So I went, I did it. I met a, I was actually busting some tables trying to be a good dude. Good dude cred, something I talk about a lot. You help you go far in life, man. Uh, and, uh, a dude was just like, a guy was just like, Hey, have this guy do it. And I was like, Hey, what's up? You know? And they were like, go get these two permits. Give me a call back. Wait, he first, he asked me, he's like, you're Marine. I was like, yep. He's like, you're getting out. I'm like, yep. So you got combat experience. I'm like, yep. He's like, go get these two permits. I'll show you how to make a lot more money doing what you're doing. Did my interview, Rodeo Drive, Beverly Hills. I'm like inside of Bentley freaking out because like the floor's <laughs> me, you know? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to put, I thought someone had their jacket on the ground. I didn't want to put my feet down. Like it just, my world just exploded, man. And and uh, then I was wise enough to listen to mentors. And that's what got me through the next phase, man, of, of, of life, really. Just listening, keeping that mouth shut. You know? So you mentioned wife, you have kids too? I do. I generally keep them off social media. No, that's yeah, totally <laughs> get that. I was just, I'm, I'm curious how you balance that schedule with also raising a family. Yeah. So my work family life balance is, is insane. It's a very good question. I've had a, a number of students also ask me the same question, man. And really the formula I use is, you know, managing expectations. So I met my wife while I was on the road two to three weeks per month. So she's just happy that I'm home now at night, you know, and, and yeah. now that I own my business, I have much more mastery over my schedule. Um, so that's part of it. The second thing is, you know, she knows that my mission comes first because my mission and the way that I serve the world and what we get back for me being good at that mission is what I use to provide for the family. Uh, so that's something that I don't move off of and she, res she respects that. That's just kind of the, there's, there's no choice. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, you, you can respect that or you can mess up kind of what we have. The other thing that goes really far is, um, I'm deliberate about spending time with her. I'm deliberate about as many things as I can. So I'm like deliberate yeah. about my sleep schedule. I wake up at 4am. I go to bed at 11. I sleep five hours. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, you know, uh, some some people say you need eight hours you know you need six and if six isn't enough sleep sleep faster is what he recommends and the marine corps they say you only need four hours so you know i go with five but i uh when i'm with my family i'm 100 with my family i try to execute at least one date night a week um and when i'm there like i try to be 100 present like that's what i'm doing and so i kind of it shows her that she's a priority, you know what I mean? And that is kind of how I've, and then if I go on a trip, this one's huge too, this one's huge. If I do go on a trip or do go somewhere, I always try to bring something back for the, you know, for the family to show them like I was thinking about it. So that, that, that's, that's got me this far, 
<laughs> I, I like that. I like that the uh, making sure that you're spending the time, quality time, while you're spending yeah. the time, not just useless time sitting next to each other, but actually yeah. involved and 100% present. Yeah. Another huge deliverable is uh, counseling, man. I like, 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 I don't know everything. And maybe it's because I have a background in psychology that I can see the utility in uh, having someone smarter than you dig around in your stuff and call you out on things, make you defend your ideas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you and your, your significant other, you know, your wife or your husband, I highly suggest you go to counseling. Find a counselor that lines up with your values. Don't go to no weird counselors because this person's going to have some authority. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So make sure they line up with your values and then go and have somebody who deals with this trash every single day. Your problems aren't a big deal to them. Yeah, you know I mean? Like, they're going to be like, it's a slow Tuesday. Like, you guys don't even have problems. Just need to learn how to communicate. Yeah. And learn some tools, man. Now, that, that goes really far, man. And, it, you know, if you can get the ego out of the way, it's huge. Ooh, the ego. That's a that's a good point. Um, you are very prevalent on your social media. How do you balance that with the ego? Um, yeah. So social media is a crazy thing, man. And I'm, I'm a, uh, man, I'll tell you a little bit more than I usually tell people. I'm, I'm a very, my number one value is freedom. You know what I'm saying? So everything I do is like a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? So I think some people get on social media to um, to really like validate themselves, you know? And for me, it's not about that. My ethos is the world will compensate you in direct proportion to your contribution. So like, while I may not be the smartest, may not be the fastest, may not be the sexiest, like I'm dyslexic, it takes me forever to read things, I still spell bad. You probably see like uh, typos in my posts and stuff. Um, I hammer and I try to contribute at a very high velocity, um, you know, in order to bring honor to, to my God and, and, and have my life not be in vain, right? Because I, I had a near-death experience in Iraq and, and shouldn't have died a couple times. But um, also to make a huge contribution that cannot be ignored. And the payoff for that, the dividend, the real payoff isn't the money, it's the freedom. It's the ability to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, how I want, and, and live my life and, and to get out of the slave trade. You know, so for me, social media is a business. Um, and there's a really huge intangible benefits to um, trying to live your life as an example that inspires others that I really, 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 really dig, man. Um, it's it's because I know where I come from and I know how like fat and chubby and stupid that I, that I was when I started this journey. Um, and I just wanna inspire everyone no matter where they're from to see what one person can do if they really put their mind to unlocking their potential and living their best life. You know, so there's it's two prongs. It's one, it's a business. I'm prevalent on social media because I have systems and I have employees. Uh, and then the second thing is, um, for me, it's my way to really like the intangible benefit is like, look at this man in the ring struggle, look at him try hard, watch him fail and keep going and then see how imperfect you can be and still succeed so that other people can also have that benefit because that's. I mean, that's what this life is all about to me, man, you know? Um, but to be more specific, you asked about the ego. Uh, I think the ego is really important. 
Um, but I do look at it as a beast. So you have to, you have to manage this guy, you know, personal pride. I hire a guy who's got personal pride because he's going to do a good job because his name's on it because his name's associated with it. I need that guy to do a good job first and foremost because of his own honor, which is really a healthy ego. But when you, that ego becomes inaccurate and it starts to think more of itself than it's actually capable of, this is when it gets dangerous. And that one is what I think is so dangerous about social media, man, you know? And then I think that's where so many people miss it. They think they're, you know, something because they get this social media feedback and it's like, okay, cool. Well, let's go to this course. Let's go to the range. You know, let's live your real actual post, your real actual life, you know, and there's nothing there. And if you follow me, you see that I post all the time. So I got to be posting my real life. Like I would have gassed out a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. it, wasn't, if it wasn't me, you know? I have a hard yeah. time. You, you know, you mentioned like um, him doing the, the right job because his name is on the job, right? Like yeah. I have a hard time with the social media part of that with like, oh, look at the job I did. Look yeah. at I did this job right here. Like that's yeah. the battle that I have inside myself with the social media is like, yeah, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did it for me. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I'm not that interested in sharing it, which is part of the detriment to the brand. Yes. And, and I'm glad you understand that. Some of the most solid dudes I know struggle with that exact same thing. Like I'm like, and I don't know why I just, I think I don't because my values are aligned to where I'm like, nah, this is good and this is inspirational for people. But like literally, man, some some of my best friends and some of the most solid guys I know, handshake dudes, man, like just straight up good dudes are like, I don't need nobody to know about this. I don't, you know, like I'm not in it for the media, for the social media, for the attention, you know, like I'm doing this because this is who I am, this is what I'm about, you know, and like I would do it for free, you know, and I'm like, I, I get it. You're right. And you're mad honorable, you know what I'm saying? But if your business grows, you can help so many more people. So you gotta, you gotta just step out there. You know, it, it, it's it's how we change the world. You know, that's how we change our little ecosystems. It's just the medium that exists right now. So I totally get that, man. I completely get it. You know, and it's it takes time to like, like I guess I don't know. It's the inspire. It's the inspiring the tribe that that draws you into it, right? Like your group, your people. It inspires them, but then it's also like almost want to have somebody like over your left shoulder, like, oh look, this is what he did. This is what he does on a day to day basis. Versus like me doing it myself. That's where I have the battle, which is it's all internal battle. Like it's all my shit that I got to deal with. But yeah, man, no, it's good. It's it's uh, was it. Wasn't Leonidas, but uh, uh, the other guy, um, not Leonidas, but uh, Marcus Aurelius, I believe, had a slave follow him around and tell him, "You're just immortal. You're just that a man. was yeah." So that that was actually like uh, that was really common with Roman generals, really? with with That's Roman awesome. generals. Is is that was that was a job was to 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 follow a general around when he came back from winning a battle and yeah. just whisper in his ear, "You are only mortal." That's so good, man. And that you know that is. I fear, like I, I don't, I use my fear as fuel a lot. Actually, I actually fear quite a bit of different, I fear like a few specific things actually that, that impact multiple areas of my life. But one of the things I really fear is arrogance, inaccurate, yeah. inaccurate confidence, man. It's so dangerous. And reality 
is is bound to bring you back into harmony with where you are and who you truly are so it's it's a very interesting line you have to toe when your people are telling you man that was amazing all the time and 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 you know the big payoff is when they say hey that changed my life that meant a lot that's what i do it for you know every time i see one of those it's like gas in my tank but <clears throat> always remembering that like hey you know how you know how how you know how like still retarded and chubby and like yeah. you know how stupid <laughs> you know what kind of stuff you're capable of you wreck yeah. i'll wreck my life in a day if yeah. i if i don't pay attention a day a night one night i can do yep. it you know what i'm saying so it's like nah bro i you have to it's 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 a discipline man it's important how's your family with uh you know being on social media with you being in social media and being in the public eye so i think that's something i struggle with paul knows yeah. with my you know we have the kind of the same background but i just want to stay in the shadows i'm even like scared to have my face on the, on the martin's right from now, this but. hold on let's let's preface this martin's from the yeah. before they found out about book deals and hair gel <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, that old school, man. No, I know yeah. it. I know it. I dig it, man. I um, especially because you know I protect people for a living, and so you know I take on a lot of their risk, you know. And it has happened in the past that bodyguards and executive protection agents' families have been targeted for things. So my, you know, my family ain't on my social media, you know. Um, you won't see them on there, you know? So I, you know, that's one thing. Um, I am starting to get recognized a little bit more in public because of the call of duty thing, uh, that, you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, you know, you're the guy from the thing that's happened a couple times. Um, and you know, I have to balance that also with the fact that I need to move my clients without them uh, being yeah. recognized. And that does not help if I'm recognized. No. So, you know, I haven't had it happen where I was with a client and been recognized yet. And we use a lot of back doors anyways. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, man, with the family, I just I just don't involve them. You know, you're going to think I'm just a dude. You'll see a ring, but that's about it. You know, Um we're, we're still building the parachute on some of that stuff on the way down, though. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, how does that affect you uh, spiritually? I mean, you know, you say you're a Christian. I'm a Christian guy, too. And, uh, yeah. you know, how does that being in the public eye and, uh, you know, being in the protection side, how does that affect your spirituality or how do you keep yourself, you know, squared away in that area? Yeah, man. Um, my, I mean, it's my, you know, my spirituality is all about a relationship right like you know i you know i have some tattoos that are all about my spirituality and you know the face of god here and have a you know chiro on my chest and things like that so it's it's literally the only reason i'm alive i'm really blessed not to be in a position where you know like it takes a lot of faith anymore because you know like Jesus has just come through for me, man. Like that's how I got into EP, you know, like I, I saved my family's life when I was four years old because he told me to go and sleep in my dad's room and lock the door. You know, like it's a whole crazy story we can get into if you want, you know, Iraq, you know, same thing. Like I was standing on top of two one five fives and you know, uh, the Holy spirit was like, Hey, don't push that, pick it up. And I, and, and I was standing, I was about to push a, a pressure plate, you know, that I was standing on top of and, um, I've had these experiences because I've always maintained a relationship, you know, um, with my father and with the Holy Spirit. And so 
I've worked so hard. When they say overnight success takes 10 years, like that's been my story, man. I've worked so hard. I've been punched in the face so many times. I failed at like nine businesses before getting to this point. I'm only even here because, you know, like the right people, like by the grace of God have been brought into my life. Um, so it's like, by no means am I perfect. And he's been with me through all that imperfection. You know, my dark times getting out of the Marine Corps, like, and it's all in my book, man, like wilding out, making six figures at 21, doing drugs all over the world, you know? Um, and and he's always been faithful. And, and I understand it's more about the relationship. So like when I look at my life and I look at my brand, the, the, the major impact is that my brand and my success, it's all because I don't want this opportunity to live, to be in vain, that he gave me. It can't be in vain, man. I got hit by 60 some pounds of homemade explosives in Iraq and an IED. I, I died, I prayed, I got to come back. Like, so it, it, I can't let this be in vain. So all these brands, you know, that I'm building and, and, and everything I'm doing are really just to show people how an imperfect man can do something awesome by the grace of God, you know? And the beautiful thing about it is <clears throat> the more and more I am able to like mature into who he's called me to be and be and, 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 um, and live the way he has called me to be, the more blessed I am, which we get told in Sunday school, but like, it <laughs> just becomes realer and realer as you grow up and you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, but like, you got to go through your phase of thinking you know how to do it yourself, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm in a beautiful place right now. And it, it's, it's a, a genuine place that I've earned. So it's, it's, you know, like when you earn something, it can't really be taken away that easy. So it's, you know, for now, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm in a good season. There'll be yeah, challenges like in like 10 minutes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if there's no challenges, oh. it'd be boring, right? Yeah, there's no growth, man. You know? Um, what is no, your, I, I like that relationship, though. I mean, that's, yeah, I totally agree. Because, I mean, I'm too stupid to be religious. I'm just, it's a, yeah. it's a relationship, man, so. The religion separates you. The religion kills the relationship. You're worried about doing the right thing all the time, you know, and it's like, I'm a human. I look at this experience like, hey, this is our, this is our, this is our Godship. This is our chance at Godship. He's got a blueprint. We ha we're the master builder. Like everyone over here praying and being like, oh, why does God allow bad things to happen? Yo, homie, in the, in literally, I don't want to preach too much. I'm not religious you again, but I guess if I'm just being myself, I'll just, this is but, uh, you know, people are like, well, why, how could God allow these things to happen? I'm like, God has a plan, but what happens on earth happens because of our humanity. When God wants to get something done down here, he sends a man. He said, let man have dominion down here in, in Genesis. So like, man, you can do whatever you want right now. God's not going to stop you. You know what I mean? So, you know, when people are like, like get stuck in legalism from religion or they want to blame God, I'm like, no, you need to look in the mirror, homeboy. And if, if good things are going to happen here, it's because the body of Christ, like the good people on the planet actually do something. And that's why I'm all about helping good people become da more dangerous with this brand because good people need to be formidable. It's not enough just to be good, you know? So, you know, the reality of the relationship and the room it makes for your humanity is really, in my opinion, the only way to live life, man. And he's been with me in some of the darkest, spun out, crazy places that I've been. Because I'm an intense guy, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm going to take it all the way with whatever I do. And I, and I kind of have with a lot of things, you know, and it's, uh, 
it's it's been beautiful man well and, and that sort of intensity and extremism in all aspects also creates the man that you become so like yeah. if you were if you were a you know got your psychology degree and we're sitting in, a, in behind a desk counseling couples right like you wouldn't become this person you are because you wouldn't have the experiences that you've learned from and grown from yeah man and, that, and that's what that builds people that builds people you know that that gives people things to learn from and gives them things to to lean on when they're in hard times 100 percent like you don't want to be a knight in shining armor because it means your metal hasn't been tested. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think the difference in people, man, oh, is that your perspective dictates your performance, man. Like you get one guy goes through something and it's the end of the world and it's like they're dying. Another guy, you know, one person falls in a mud puddle. They're pissed off all day. The next person falls in a mud puddle. They got stain on their jeans and they laugh at it. They laugh at themselves. They get up. You know what I mean? They have a good day and it's like... I think especially even in the veteran community, man, that perspective, you know, I go through what I went through, getting blown up and all the stuff that happens, you know, to, to me. And I'm like, nothing can kill me until God wants me to die. Like, I'm about to hammer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wake up in the morning like, hey, guess what? Uh, I was in Marine Corps and I'm not cold and wet. So guess what? This doesn't suck. I'm about <laughs> to go as hard right now. Like, I remember what it was like when I was when I was sleeping for 45 minutes, you know, broken up throughout the night, freezing, you know, yeah. and eating uh, hummus and dejudge and samoon with the, with the hajis, getting dysentery and then eating it again just because it was like the only thing that was bomb. Yeah. You, know? you know, I remember that. And I, I, I wake up every morning and I try to go as hard, like it's war in my head. Like, I, like this is how I deal with PTSD. You know what I mean? Like I try to go as hard right now, like as if I'm in war for the things I want in life as I did when I was miserable as heck over there doing that other stuff, you know? And so for me, everything I went through there is like a slingshot. It's like fuel, you know, it's like, we're about to hammer, you know? And then for another guy, it's like, oh, well, I was so terrible. And I'm, you know, I'm hurt. I'm like, I talk about perceptual empowerment. It's like, if you can change your perspective, you can change your performance, man. And this is, this is the alchemy of the mind, man, that we can really unlock in this life. And it, it works. It's worked for me at least. You know what I'm saying it's worked for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it's huge. So what's your, what's your physical practice, physical, what's your exercise look like? What's your diet look like? This is kind of, you know, so we get into the being squared away. We kind of covered the spiritual already. So we've got physical, we've got emotional, we've got mental. So what is your practice? What is your, your daily, weekly practice as far as your physical? Man, I love this stuff, man. I love that. I love that you like, like really get into all of it. You're not afraid to get into all of it. Um, so my physical man is I wake up at 4 a.m. And I love waking up at 4 a.m. Those are the best times of the day because yep. all the needy, the, the problems, the people yes. that you got to manage, everybody's still asleep. And They're it's all like asleep. your time. It's like monk time. It's like warrior time. You know what I'm saying? So I wake up at 4. Uh, here's a hack. I have a shot glass next to my bed with all my supplements in it. So like discipline is great and it's awesome and you need it. And I love it. It is one of my highest values. However, discipline doesn't last generally no. until you can get it into a habit. 
you can see the results from the habit and then it takes on a life of its own but it ain't the discipline then it's the attraction and the value you found and it keeps you going so i have a shot glass next to my bed i got like half a caffeine pill in there so i got like a little bump 50 uh grams of caffeine i've got bio i've got limitless which is like a, a brain a neurotropic that i love um i've got some uh alphenine arginine um deer blood for vitality I, so i have this little cocktail next to my bed boom alarm goes off at four i roll over i slam that boom pound it with some water and then all of a sudden i want to get up like yeah. i already hacked my biology right yep. get up uh turn on some motivational stuff on youtube i have a couple playlists on youtube that are all motivational speakers or i have like music with no words um that uh that that just it's like imagine the soundtrack to 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 like last the mohegans and stuff like that so i'm already like in the zone like and i can be as crazy and creepy and you know like war as i want to be because ain't nobody up yet right as long as i don't wake up the family i can do whatever the heck i want and within you know 30 40 minutes i'm in the car and i can kind of take my time boom get down there uh Green tea is the best pre-workout in the world. Um, so I take, uh, I slam some green tea. I get my gallon all nice and filled up. I put apple cider vinegar in here and uh, electrolytes, like low sugar, like no sugar electrolytes. Yeah. I don't eat until like 2 p.m., sometimes 12 o'clock if I'm hurting, if I didn't do my nutrition right the day before. Um, I run, uh, uh, not keto, because I'm not technical enough really, um, <laughs> but I'm more paleo. Uh, paleo with intermittent fasting. So I try to eat around two o'clock. Sometimes it's 12, depending on if I did my nutrition right the day before I got enough fats, but I don't eat until before 12. Um, Damn. And then I eat one more time for dinner. I get about uh, about a two hour workout in. I'm leaving the gym by seven. I'm at the gym right around five. Um, and I'm usually doing like conventional, a mix between like conventional work weightlifting along with um, kettlebells, a lot of kettlebells. Um, sometimes I'll run, I'll jog for 30 minutes on the treadmill or I'll do sprints as well. Um, a lot, but I, I like to keep my pull-ups up. I can still bang out 30 pull-ups, man. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I keep that stuff up. And that's really like, after that, when I get back home about seven or I hit my gym, you know, I have like a makeshift gym in the garage to survive the, the great, the great, yeah. uh, the, you know, the pandemic Open or the monster, great yeah. convenience, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, so I'm, I'm either, I'm working out for at least an hour and a half and that's, Five days a week, if I can get away with it, sometimes I'm down to three days a week if, you know, the clients need me and things are happening. But that is my ideal foundation for my day, you know, and I'm a morning workout dude um, because it it unlocks so much energy and intensity. It's beautiful, you know, and I like to go into into life knowing how strong I am, like knowing, you know, I, I know what I'm capable of. And, and, and arrogance is inaccurate confidence. You know what I'm saying? Confidence is, is, is knowing, like for a fact, you know, it's calm for those reasons, you know? So that's, that's like my workout schedule, man. Yeah. Damn, you, you work out at five to seven and don't eat until noon or two? Yeah, man, that fasted, Fuck. that fasted workout. Game. No, 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 oh, I know. Is, 
the hack is I have a gallon of water and apple cider vinegar that curbs your appetite and electrolytes, which I usually slam most of it in the gym, and then I refill when I get home, and then I just then always stop. worry. Wow. I always worry about the lack of feeding the muscles after a workout because yeah. I try to intermittent fast, but like I'm a morning workout guy too, so I sit yeah. there and I'm like, fuck, I gotta eat. Like I can't yeah. not eat. So then I'm like, gotta I'm like, what, do I eat? Do I eat from seven until two, and then just not eat with my family at night? Like that's not right? gonna work. No. Oh, man oh well i i also have a um i have a thing for fasting so every year i fast and i've gone 15 days and i've gone 40 days before 40 40 days on uh master cleanse which is like water apple cider vinegar wait water uh maple syrup cayenne uh, pepper. Uh, i fucking can't water handle cayenne pepper, pepper after doing that damn thing and lemon juice and lemon, and lemon juice yeah, 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 yeah. i can't oh. dude i can't oh, yeah, handle yeah, cayenne yeah. pepper after that thing <laughs> it's the spicy lemonade man and i do that for 40 days but you get superpowers bro by the end of the thing you're like yeah. blowing in the dark you can like read people's minds like everything you wanted to do for <laughs> your mind so clear yeah you're like food's a crutch for weak yeah. people, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, man. No, so, so with that having been said, um, mastery over my flesh and over my physical body is really important to me. So when I, if when I get cravings and things like that, it's like I'm working out again. It's like, like I hear you, but we're gonna eat at this time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, that pays dividends in every other area of life. Um, to be able to, con- if you can control your biology. You know, be controlling this becomes easier, in my opinion. You know, do you know Peter Atia is? Dr. Peter no, Atia? Man, I might know his face. So, or something. if you if you if you Google Peter Atia and fasting, um, he's a research scientist, and he he has a a, a program um, for fasting, which he does every year. That is a ten or fifteen day fast, but it also includes two different. They're prescription drugs, but they're prescription drugs for like something really random. But mm. in in scientific studies, they've been shown to increase cell apoptosis. Um, so cell apoptosis is your bad cells getting killed and eaten by your good cells. Nice. And so it increases your cell apoptosis. So his theory is that once or twice a year, uh, 10 to 15 day fast along with these drugs should kill any beginnings of cancer cells, which then they cannot reproduce. Uh, keep reproducing because the cells are dead and then do not reproduce, which cancer is a overproductive reproductive cell. Yo, you got to text me this guy's name after this episode, man. All right. Well, and I'll, 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 Peter, I'll, yeah, I'll see if I can, I'll see if I can find the, if I can find the drug too. Um, I'm sure you got, I'm sure you got some, some connections in your, in your world where you can get a script, a script written. <laughs> we make things happen. You know what I'm yeah. We make things happen for people. You know that's what we do. So you're you're, you're busy, 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 busy. What does your mental um, exercise look like? Yeah, man. So I've got a couple things that I do. Um, the audiobook game, man, is strong. Yes. Okay. Something else that I didn't I didn't mention is on the days that I am, well going all the way back into the workout okay i'm listening to a playlist that's on my youtube channel called motovids it's a compilation of motivational speakers and like you know people that are all about self-help and 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 ceos and all these people that are solving high quality problems um 
and I've compiled this playlist and it's like six or seven hundred videos at this point in time. So I put that thing on random while I'm in the gym and I'm getting high quality information from people who have solved high quality problems. You show me, you want to know the measure of a man, you look at the measure of his problems. You know what I'm saying? So um, my perspective, your perspective just starts to grow towards like you deal with these things that you're looking at and you're like, okay, it may have looked this big before you've been spending so much time with people who've solved problems way beyond that, that you start to like hammer through problems, man. Like in you, your life, you know, if you want a quali- higher quality life, you need to make higher quality decisions. How do you make higher quality decisions? You got to get higher quality information. Me, knowing that I'm not that smart, right? <laughs> the hack is I keep on trying to learn. So yes. while I'm working out, I'm listening to all of these different motivational speakers and people that have solved higher quality problems and or an audiobook. If it's got to be really good, though, because I got to be in the zone yeah. when I'm working out, you know. Um, and then when I get done there, uh, I come and I hop in my UV sauna. And I'm also kind of in a meditative state while I'm working out. Like I'm thinking about the things that I need to deal with. I'm like, I'm like in this state where I'm like, I'm chewing on all the different issues that I'm dealing with. It's not just all about physical growth. It's really a lot about spiritual growth and stress inoculation and um, strengthening my mind, will, and emotions. Then I come home. One of the best things I've purchased is a, a UV sauna for the house, man. So yeah, man, it is like $1,500. And you, I got a UV sauna in here. So I hop in there, especially when I work out at the house, because those workouts are a little bit shorter. Uh, I spend about 30 minutes in there. And whether I do that or not, I come up with three to five things I must get done today. Like drop dead time. This yeah. is the trash you need to get done today. Love everyone. Make them feel special. That's great. Before you go to sleep tonight. Okay. You're going to get these three things done or you're falling on your sword and you don't get to go to Valhalla. Like, like, like we're Marines, right? Like get this trash done. Like that's, that's how I deal with myself. I'm harder on myself than I am on anyone else. And that's my love language. It's my dad's love language too. But like anyone who's been in the military, I think that's their love language. They at least get it. Maybe. So thanks babe. So, um, you know, focus and perspective. So I'm going into the day with this, like three to five things where I'm like, this is going to happen today. What that does is progress equals happiness. And you wanna respect yourself at the end of the day. You look in the mirror and it doesn't even matter how big those things are, but it's like, I have superimposed my will on this day in one way or another. And it, it, it gives you fulfillment. It gives me fulfillment and it has many other people. Um, so that's kind of the way I psychologically approach the day. And then I hammer until that trash is done. While I'm in my car, I'm not listening to music. I'm not in my feelings, like bobbing my head, you know, singing to whoever. I'm always listening to audiobooks, bro. Yeah. Like I'm hammering on, chewing on the audiobooks. Uh, I hate reading, but also at the same time, which I need to, I need to like probably get better at it. It's probably good for my brain. And there's probably a lot of good stuff. Like I should probably get better at it. But with the amount of things I have going on, uh, audiobooks seem to serve me the best. So, I'm always hammering out audiobooks, man. And Do you ever get so, somebody that tells you about a book you need to read and then you can't find the fucking audiobook and you're so mad? <laughs> Dude, that happens yeah, to me all no. the time. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's so yeah, it's it's I, there's probably a list. I need to just yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. That breaks my heart when that happens. And my book's yeah. not an audiobook yet. So I gotta well, I, I think I, somebody I needs to get out maybe on that <laughs> list. That three that three person yeah, or that three point list. Yeah, man. You know what? I probably have some like inner psychic friction around reading. 
the book because I still read slow. So I'll be sitting there. You know, it's going to take me like a month. It's going to take me <laughs> to read it smooth all the way through. Anyways, we'll get there. I'm going to, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. But it's like, it's like bucket list. It's like up there with like doing an Ironman for me. <laughs> but oh. I'll, get it done. I'll get it done. I can swim and I can bike, but that running is just not uh, happening. Right. What is the best I'm going to say I'm going to say information, but that you've learned from clients because you have you have high profile clients. These are people that get shit done at a level that the average human being would never understand. So what have you learned? What are what are some of the best things you've learned from those people? Uh, I've seen people that are self-actualized men. Um, so like, as you mature, if like authenticity is a muscle and it's like, when you really start to master it, you're like a lion, man. When you're able to be like, like Bruce Lee talks something about, you know, he's like, he's like, um, like something about martial arts helps you to like express yourself. And it's, it's like a muscle and, and, and you have to work it so that when you want it, it's there. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm, I, I've seen in some people to where it's like, it's like they are so authentic and congruent and honest with the external world and themselves. And this is like such a powerful and, and important thing. And it takes the normal human being a long time to do it. Um, but man, it is a huge, huge deliverable to bring into your life because your happiness and all these different intangibles really start to come alive as you are creating and watching, you know, your Frankenstein sit up and walk around the room and creating this whole world. And now, you know, I've been able to kind of try and mirror that and go after that to where I'm starting to get a piece of it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, so authenticity is your superpower and it is a muscle and you need to learn if you really want to impact the world, man, in the way that you were sent here to do, and I believe everyone's got a seed, you know, inside of them that can be a jungle, a forest, if they can cultivate that seed, man. And that's what life's about. But um, that's one of the hugest things. There's another huge thing. And I have the advantage of seeing it from like the top down, like being in the jet and then being like, yo, wow, this all came from that. That's crazy. You know, and it's a journey. You can't see the end from the beginning. You just have to have the strength to start where you're at you know, and, and, and be faithful with a little and not despise small beginnings and just work your little angles until you have like more stuff, you know, um, that's beautiful, man. Uh, the other one that comes to mind real quick is find your calling and then find your spouse, find your path Mm. and then find your spouse. Because if you find your, your calling after you find your spouse and they're not like, I don't know, as mature, mature enough, you know, it takes a person that's very mature and confident and grounded in all these different things to be fine with the amount of time you're going to need to devote to what your heart is telling you you need to do with your life. Um, you might find yourself in a competition with your mission, your calling and your spouse. Um, and uh, that's not that's that's a tough one for a lot of men to, to win. I've seen. You know, there's two men inside of each man. I've seen a man that it can be a monster professionally. He can be 
a warrior that like we could all just like never like never would never even would just inspire to be like the man's done so much but he's like a kitten when it comes to his female you know so there's two men inside of, inside of every man I've seen that too I'm like this guy I respect this guy is like amazing and then, then you see him with his female he's like a kitten and then she's stomping all over him there's two men inside of every man you need to learn how to master both realms yeah. um, both empires you know and and your family is your first enterprise you know uh so that there's a lot i could say about that you know and and and, and it takes a man to do that you know which it, it just and it was just not always being the guy they like you know what i'm saying sometimes it's yeah. being the man that says hey no you can be mad at me if you want but this is what we're gonna do because this is what i believe is right and i'm responsible for all of this you know and there's a conversation i'll drop this one and this is a conversation i've had look around you you see this house you see all of this this has come out of me by the grace of god you know and following the path i believe I'm, I'm supposed to be on and that's what we're doing here you know and so i take full responsibility for this and that's why i got to make this decision you know so that's a whole thing uh what else have i seen i've seen that you can have everything and uh and feel like you have nothing you know yeah. and your family's not intact and i've had billionaires ba- look at me yeah, man, balance. I've had billionaires look at me and be like, how is this little, like, dude happy? And I have everything. And this little guy with his computer is sitting on my jet. Like, like <laughs> just sitting there doing my schoolwork. <laughs> and they're just like, this. They, they looking at me like, almost like I hate you, but I love you, you know? Uh, so those are some things for sure that I've seen, man, that have been really impactful. Well, and I'm good that, on time. I know my answers are long. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. That that's that's what this is about. This is a conversation. It's not. I mean, it, it, we could call it an interview, but it's a conversation. We really like to give as much to our listeners as takeaways, because let's face it. Like that's why we. That's why you read an audiobook or listen to an audiobook. That's why you listen to a podcast because it gives you value. And some yeah. of them are entertaining, but me and Martin just aren't that entertaining, right? <laughs> like we, yeah, we crack awesome. some, we crack some good jokes, but we really try to give as much value for that hour, hour and 20 minutes of, of listening mm-hmm. as we can. Yeah. Good, man. I'm good on time. So solid. What is all- your, what is the best, the absolute best purchase that you've made under $300 in the past year? Like the most useful. One last, one last one came to me really quick about the okay. about the clients. Yeah, a lot of them might be really good at one thing, but they're not really smarter than you. Like a lot of them, just like they're yeah. in, a lot of, in a lot of times, I've been sitting there like, how did you? How am I working for you? And you, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've experienced yeah, that a lot. Sure. I've been like for real, like. Like, like you don't know where you're this and that and the next thing and I got to do this, that and the next thing. But, but you know, anyway, so I'm just saying, don't ever look in the mirror and discount yourself because so that, that's a huge thing. And I think before you get into 300, the, the, the purchase question, I think that that is, could be one of the absolute best takeaways from this yes. podcast is, is when you humanize exceptional people, it yeah. shows you that you can be just as exceptional or more exceptional yourself mm-hmm. if you have the, the, the discipline. Yeah, but humanizing exceptional people like we we put people, especially successful business people and celebrities and shit, we put it we put on a pedestal in our society Mm -hmm. and it's they're just human beings. They're just as valuable politicians, more valuable, (laughs) right? Like anybody, anybody that wants that job shouldn't have that job. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's exactly, exactly, oh, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. That's I, that's one that I've, I've definitely... And I honestly, it's been even kind of inspirational for me, you know, because yeah. I sometimes sit there and I'm like, I got to figure this out, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you shouldn't... Yeah, I got to... If you can do it, I can do it. I'm finna, yeah. I'm finna do it, you know. So, yeah. most useful purchase under 300 bucks. <laughs> I'm like looking around. I know. No, you guys, there's something. There's something that you know that you've purchased that's like, holy shit, I use this every day and I don't even think about it. Well, my cell phone is more than $300. Um, I'd say my gear that I, uh, to be completely honest with you, man, my, my, it's just so like not sexy, but like, yo, I love my shockwaves, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Every so day, I think my- I rock these bad boys. Aftershocks, aftershocks. You know what I'm saying? They don't go in your ear, so you have total hearing. You have hearing. I saw a guy in the gym rocking them. I was like, yo, what you got there, bro? Um, for EP, they're perfect because, you know, I can hear the client if when, when they're in the car, when I'm driving them, and they're, like, talking about whatever they're talking about. And I can still hear directions if I need to hear directions. I can still hear comms if my guys, you know, we're running Zello or something. Um, so I, these work for EP. They work for everyday life. They're so light that I forget they're on my head. Um, I can hop in the shower and listen to stuff. They're waterproof. <clears throat> so in terms of like mad value under $300, I'd say these were probably like 60, 70 bucks. Get them at Best Buy so you can return them if something happens in your new pair. <laughs> you know? oh. So is that um, part of your uh, EDC kit then? Uh, oh, what, sure. what's, what's your uh, EDC? My EDC. Oh, so your wallet. <laughs> right? So, you know, I mean, I... So I run a CZ P10 uh, series, and then I got a Norso a Norso stock on it. This whole thing is stock except for this slide, man. A Norso slide, excuse me, which I just think is awesome. I, I put a, a P10F barrel in it to get a little extra length, a little more muzzle velocity, a little velocity on there. Um, SRO Trigicon optic. I've ran a lot of optics. I do competitive shooting, so you know I've ran a lot of optics. And I shoot, you know, close to 500 rounds a month, 800 rounds a month, depending on how we get down. Surefire XC1 light on there. Um, it's not like the most powerful light, but like for inside or whatever, I can light up whatever I need to. Um, so that's my everyday carry gun. Um, and I always have a Surefire. What is this one? This is the EDC L1 Tango. That's my flashlight. In terms of like uh, EP stuff, man, use, I use my flashlight more than almost most anything else that I use, right? Um, so I always have my flashlight. I usually throw it in my belt right next to my gat. Uh, I tried, I've tried a lot of knives. I've been to some knife fighting courses and stuff like that. Um, and I, I and, and you know, knife guys are particular. You got like, yeah. like they are, they have, there's like knife, there's like gun snobs and there's knife snobs. So some guys are going to hate this. Some guys are going to love it. Right. But I still, I rock my cramp, man. Cause we can't have fixed blades in Cali and it comes out nice and quick and smooth. I got the wave opening. So Fox Crambit is, uh, is what I'm running right now. And I've been running that for a little while. I love that knife. Cut my uh, wrist open, trying to be cool with it one night, watching a movie. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, it ain't yours till it makes you bleed, right? That's right. Um, I do keep my medical generally in my bag that's in the car with me, which I, I should probably like put a tourniquet on myself somewhere, but I usually run it in my bag. And then I have these. I don't know what this is called, but I did a tactical review for them. Uh, but it's basically 550 that comes off and is a restraint that you can use. So, oh, nice. you know, it, veterans are wearing 550 every single day. So it kind of comes with like an alibi, like, oh, yeah, he's probably a veteran or just, you know, some cool bracelet. I wear some like little bracelets. I make I make my own bracelets. That's a whole other weird thing I'm into. Um, but, you know, I, you take this with you on a flight or just having it with you. If you need to make a citizen's arrest or restrain somebody, you have something to buy you some time until, you know, Leo can get there and help you out. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, wallet. You said all the way down to the wallet. I do have a cool <laughs> wallet. Hold on one second. I uh, I rock the Ridge wallet, man. Oh, I do. So yeah, yeah man. Ridge wallet, carbon fiber. You know. Well, that thing looks like it would have my ass half up on one side while I was trying to sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have gotten a little snacky with it, but I but I I five elevens made some really good like. I don't want to say skinny leg jeans, but you're not running around all parachute pants anymore. Like they're like fitted and stretchy and they have like special pockets. So you have, you have two more pockets that are designed to put an AR mag in them. So my wallet's not anymore under my butt. It's either Uh, in that, that side pocket or right now I'm wearing some, some, uh, uh, Victos pants. So I have like a little side pocket down here. I can drop it in, but you're right. It's like a, like a, hardcore thing in there so you you mentioned 511 you've been on some magazine covers and done <laughs> some 511 stuff Those my man do you do you have a, a an agent or a publicist or what what is your angle to exploiting that angle of the business yeah man um you know i'm now looking at the publicist uh manager route because you know like the Call of Duty thing, the 511 thing, yeah. um, a whole bunch of stuff with tat gas and like Black Rifle Coffee, all these things are happening. And honestly, dude, it's been the grace of God and good dude cred, man. And <laughs> I know that answer sucks, forever, but it's just been, it's, been, know, orga- it's, not, it's been organic is what you're saying. It's been ultra organic, man. It's just been like, you know, uh, dude, prominent dude hit me up and was like, hey, bro. We need another dude for, you know, for, for this Call of Duty shoot. You down? I'm like, yeah, I'm down. We've, yeah, I am down. <laughs> I am so down, you know? like, And then, you know, uh, with 511, I, I've been popping into their stores and shooting with a couple guys who I've met at shooting competitions at corporate. And we've, we've formed relationships over the, like, over years, you know? And they're like, sweet. We're trying to do, you know, take the take the brand in this direction you know fuse the everyday guy along with you know the working dude you know and i'm ep so i dress like an everyday guy but i need the working dude quality so like 511 has been, been really awesome you know for that so it's it's been just good dude cred and man grace of god right time right place right relationships everything in your life good and bad will come through relationships as i always say uh, well yeah, congrats on that 511. I saw you pop through my uh, junk emails. Often your big <laughs> mug was on there. I was like, oh, hey! how'd he get on there? <laughs> What's up? 511. <laughs> That's okay. cool, man. No, thank you. I appreciate that, man. It's 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 an honor, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful to th- see these things blossom, 
you know, because I've been working in the shadows for a long time and ain't nothing, nothing. I'm talking about you plant the seed and you're like watering the same spot and you're like, I know I put a seed down there somewhere. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna keep watering it, you know? Um, so it's it's beautiful to see that stuff happen. Man. But it's just that consistent banging your head on the wall until the seed finally sprouts that most people, they just they just quit. They quit yeah. before that seed sprouts. And, and I, you know, I had the podcast before this that was all, you know, whiskey, whiskey and cigar based and yeah. it didn't work out. But it was like it it it, it could have. But yeah. it just wasn't what it wasn't what was meant to be. It wasn't helping anybody. Yep. And that's yep. where this fills that is like this that that is the calling is is helping mm-hmm. people, helping people improve, yep. helping people get better. And this yep. fits all of those bills. Yeah, man. No, that's the secret sauce because when you're building from that place, it's such a powerful place because it's like yeah. it's not necessarily about how perfect or cool or like I'm not special forces or anything. Like I'm not that cool. I mean, it's not even about that. It's a literally about contributing. And yeah. so, like, you can sit here and be you and make these awesome contributions, have these amazing conversations, and literally help people. And that's what really causes the growth, man. And then it, it takes maturity for us to get that, you know what I mean? Because I started out just wanting freedom. I started out just being like, look, I ain't gonna die not even having had enough freedom to live my own life. I'm a grown man, I survived that wreck. I need my freedom, man, like, yeah. you know? Um, and then after a while, I, as I kind of became purified by the struggle of making something happen. Uh, that's when I kind of just was like, well, you know, it's like, look in your hands. What do you have in your hands? Cause I, at first I didn't want to talk about EP. I wanted to, I wanted to, to build something on something else, you know? And so I started all these different businesses and I was like, no, look in your hands. What have I given you in your hands? And that's when I realized like, well, I've been doing EP for a decade. You know, I've been doing it since I was the only job I've had as an adult other than the Marine Corps. Maybe I should talk about that. And then boom, (laughs) you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we found something, you know, (laughs) Um, but but, you learn lessons in all those failures though. Oh my gosh. I, the, my ability to like blitz the industry um, and my ability to produce media as quickly as I produce it and my approach to running my businesses, all that stuff I learned from failing from failing a marketing company, from failing it at, at, you know, like around eight different business, failing it like at network marketing companies. My approach to launching live events, you know, having my first live event, have 250 people, you know, travel from different countries to that event. Like, um, you know, all those things I learned from all the failures. I would not, I thank God for every single one of those failures. It, it really made me into the man that, 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 that is more formidable to do these tasks. You know, without that, I'd be freaking out right now. I'm like three things that are happening, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Right, we got this. You know, yeah, man, that's meaningful. What's your favorite book suggestion? Ooh. Oh, man. I, ah, you know, this is a tough one for me because I love these things, man, these audio books. So. If I had, if I, if, if I had to choose one, if I had to choose one, I would say Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power, because it's all about, we'll just call it relationships and uh, human interaction and your ability to win and lose in life is going to have a lot to do with, and this is 
you know, this is the friction point. Some of my dudes that are the most solid dudes I know, they're kind of lone wolves, you know, they're kind of like, look, man, like I'm not about any of the BS. Like, you know, they just, they do, they say they're going to do something. It's done. They're solid. But with the relationship piece, they struggle because that with that comes a rigidity, like a kind of a rigidness and an honor code. that's like ultra high that a lot of people cannot maintain and cannot abide with, you know? Um, and so it, it can, it can add some friction in some ways, you know, they're awesome dudes that, you know, I love and I try to be like them in some areas. They're better than me in a lot of areas, you know, but, um, I say all that to say the 48 laws of power is a book that I've really given to a lot of them and used in my life that has helped me tremendously at the art of relationships. It's the most read book in prisons because it's the social dynamics in prisons that gets you killed, you know? Yeah. Um, but I got a, I got like a list of about six or seven of them. All, all Robert green. I mean, you go mastery to even the 50th law. You want to get really yes. crazy as he wrote yes. a book with 50 cent. I know. And I didn't even, I was like 50 cent. Yeah, whatever. But I was like, but Robert green's in it. So I'm going to read it. Yep. Book is fire, man. I've read it like four or five times. It's probably, yeah. that is literally maybe one of my other favorite books, man. Yeah. It's, it's all about alchemy, which is, is beautiful, man. Uh, anything Robert Greene, as a man thinketh, 48, 45 minutes or so, listen. Yeah, that super short. That was like my first book, audio book that like, that I ever listened to that started this whole thing. Um, I'm listening to a book right now called The Road Less, not right now, The Road Less Traveled. Uh, forget the name of the author, man, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an amazing book, an older book. I got it right here. Um, but this author, man, he blows my mind with a lot of stuff. Um, I like a lot of, uh, there it is. The road less traveled by Scott M. Dang it. Just like hiding. Uh, by just look up M D Scott. Yeah. We'll, we'll link it. Yeah, man. So those are some books, but yeah, man, I, I I love the audio book game. We'll just say Robert green, anything get up in there. Yeah. And then from Robert Greene, there's so many understudies that you can follow through that have done more scientific stuff after, but were motivated by Robert Greene. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a huge list. Cool. Um, I think we covered everything except for your emotional work. How do you keep balanced emotionally? Because you have to keep a very rigid exterior in executive protection, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, this is a very, very good quality question. Um, I think I have some advantages because I was raised in a very, my family was naturally very disciplinarian. You know, it was, Oh, you're upset. That's cool. Uh, take a break for five minutes, come back to the family when you're good to go. Or you can get a spanking. Like, <laughs> or we reserve the what right to whoop your, yeah, I mean, so yeah. it was like, oh, you got a problem? It's, a, it's interesting. That is your problem. You go deal with that. You come back here when you're correct. Boom. That's it. That's the way that I was raised. So I learned, you know, I would get a spanking and then I would have to give my mom a hug afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So like I had, you know, and, and then she'd be doing all the, this is harder on me than it is on you. And I'm like, lady, and my mom gave me the worst whoopings. My dad gave me a couple, like maybe three total. My mom stayed whooping my butt. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I had to learn emotion. I had to, I had to learn how to come correct. Like if I was angry or wanted something, it, like I better ask correctly, you know? So I had to learn emotional intelligence as a young man, emotional intelligence 
you can have all the IQ in the world, man, and it'll get you somewhere. But if you do not have the emotional intelligence, that's really what separates the men from the boys. You know, you'll get to a level where you're like, okay, so we're all this smart. Yeah. Now what separates us? It's the emotional intelligence. That's that's a hundred percent what it is. Um, so that I have an advantage with, and then the Marine Corps further nailed that down. My approach to never forgetting, uh, never forgetting how much we struggled in training. I, I, I will not let myself forget that. Never forgetting how miserable I was when we go two, three weeks out in the field and, you know, have to deal with all the tingle, the, 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 the prickly heat and the, the chafing and the being ready to kill someone just to have a hamburger at McDonald's. If I, I swear, you know what I mean? Like I would kill for a hamburger right now, you know, like I, I never let myself forget that. And so, you know, I, I remember, I know what hard is. I know what suffering really is. I know what being cold and wet all night. And you guys do too. And praying to God all night and be like, Jesus, please help me. And like, just praying all night and freezing and he never comes. You know what I mean? Like I know what that is. You know what I mean? And so, um, but you know, he never gives you more than you can handle. You just ain't got no idea how much you can handle, you know? So uh, half of life is learning what you can handle. So I, I'm always keeping that in my mind, you know? Um, and if no one's bleeding and uh, you know, no one's shooting at us, then there's no reason for me to lose my cool. And if there, and if those things were happening, I better not lose my freaking cool, yeah. you know? And that's the way I talk to myself. You know, um, and I had a, I had an experience when I got out of the Marine Corps and I was kind of feeling bad for myself and I was like so upset and I was kind of I was really uh, I was really upset. And my ex, she was like, I remember being like just moaning about everything, dude. And she goes, you know what I think? And I'm like, what's up? She's like, I think a former version of yourself would think you're acting like a little bee right now. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that hurt. And I just remember being like, you know what? Oh, it hurts so good because she was right. And I, from that day on, I was just like, don't forget who you are, dude. Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget. Let freaking, you know, Lance Corporal Rogers see you talking like this right now and acting like this right now when you were 21 and perfect, you know, when you were like 19 and perfect. And uh, what would he think right now? Listening to you, you know, so there's. Those are some things. And if I get upset, I catch myself, I stop, and I'm still until I've thought about how to react. And my brain goes into overhaul if I get upset. I completely ignore my emotions. And I got challenged in my psychology class, my my master's class. My teachers were like, well, they like didn't like that I wasn't buying into their emotionalism. So I had to explain this. And I was like, if I'm get up, if I get upset, I shut down my emotions because I know that I'm stupid when I'm emotional. Uh, I come up with a plan. I come up with a plan of action. And then as I execute on that plan, and as I figure that out, I check back in with my emotions, progress equals happiness. And that's when I'm like, okay, we're making progress. And then I check back in with my emotions. I know my emotions, but my emotions are like misbehaving children. I do not let them control me. You know? That's awesome. I, I, I love right away when you said your mom made you hug her. After you got your ass whipped, yeah, dude. No, no, no. But but I love that because of what that shows is that shows that a discipline is you're disciplining an action, not a human being. I'm not disciplining you because of who you are. I'm disciplining right. you because of I'm disciplining your action, and I still love you. 
I love you. And that that's an amazing, that's an amazing thing to teach a young human because we don't even teach that to grown up humans. Half the people that are incarcerated think that they're incarcerated because of themselves, not because of the illegal actions that they committed. Right. hundred percent. And I have spent a lot of time in this life, a lot of time in this life, trying to help subordinates understand employees, understand people in relationships, understand that look, you are not your results. Like these results came from you, but what we're doing here is a relationship. I'm here to bring the best out in you. And I love you. I understand your humanity, your humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you in your imperfection, in your humanity. Same way God loves me, you know? Um, And so this correction, this uh, constructive criticism, or even this discipline and, and, and these consequences are coming as a result of your action, which isn't the sum total of who you are or my perspective on you, but you will have to work to, 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 to be who I know you, who I hired you or who I know, or who I even, you know, married you or became friends with you, you know, to bring that out. And that's what I'm doing with myself. We're on this journey together, you know, so that, that way you said is, is money, dude. That's, that's, that's hundred percent. Right. I got, I got one more for you. And this one's a little, So we preach, we preach personal responsibility, the philosophy of personal responsibility across the board. doesn't matter if you started at home base or you started at third base. The first step is, is taking the right foot, putting it front of the left foot and improving, right? You are a successful, well-spoken conservative from what I pick up African-American man. Yeah. (laughs) What can we do to try to, inspire that in the youth in the minority communities today that's a great question because they're not going to look at me i'm not going to inspire them (laughs) exactly and that's that's the jump off of the answer i almost burned instagram to the ground this morning uh because of something like i don't know if you saw i posted something about this this morning kind of on this topic this morning because um one of the I'd say most painful things that I deal with now is that, you know, I am a black guy who, you know, has been able to create something like you said. And um, now that I want to turn around and inspire, and this has happened my entire life, but now it's even more annoying, you know, that I want to turn around and inspire, you know, the young, all the other black people that are coming up and show them, like, look at me, look at what you can do being imperfect and doing your best, you know? Um, and by the grace of God, you know, I want to show them, like, I want to inspire them. And then all of a sudden I'm not black enough. (laughs) Really? What? You mean to tell me I went through, I've been black my entire (laughs) life with tattoos, 240 pound, 230 pound black dude. And I'm not black enough. And I got facial hair and I'm not black enough for you now because I don't believe in this victim crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you, I gotta go outside and be black for the rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't look at me and think, oh wait, no, he's a Republican. So we on the same team. They're not thinking that homie. We both been black from since Pimp has been pimping. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the thing is, I like, I, I, you know, I've been in the back of cop cars and like I've been, you know, harassed because I'm black. Like one of my, my other Marines came uh, back from Afghanistan 
And uh, we were like, yo, let's link up real quick, man. Like, he's like, I got to go see my family. I'm like, solid, dude. But let's just like, I just want to say hi. He's like, yeah, man. So we stopped in a Denny's parking lot. And then they called the cops. And then the cops roll up on us. And they're like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're like, oh, yeah, we're just two Marines. And so I'm like, my, my buddy just got back from Afghanistan. He's all like, faces all sucked in and everything. <laughs> he just literally got off the off the plane. You know, and the cops like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Where's the weed at, Doc? <laughs> we're like, okay, you know. So, you know, I'm like, officer, we're Marines. You can get a K-9 unit out here. I don't know what to tell you, man. We ain't got no weed. He's like, okay, cool. Close your eyes. So <laughs> he's like doing his cop thing. And, you know, I got a choice. You know, like I can be upset about that. I can cry about it. I can let it impact my life, you know. But like the reality, there's two two sides to it. You know, it's like when I'm in Iraq and, 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 and I'm doing VCPs, you know what I'm saying? If I run up on a car full of, of, uh, of uh, Iraqis that just aren't wearing their man dresses and are wearing tennis shoes, then guess what? If it walks like a duck and it cracks like a duck, maybe it's a, maybe it's a duck and I want to go home. So I'm going to treat them probably maybe like their mooj. Like, I'm going to pay attention, homie. I'm going to pay attention. So there's the one side that's like, you know, I get a bunch of crap on social media because they're like, well, how come all of your violent videos have black people in them? I'm like, homie, I don't see color. I'm just posting violent. I'm just posting tactical protection reviews to help people understand. And you know what? It looks like we need to stop committing a disproportionate amount of crime then because, <laughs> homie, <laughs> like, these are you, the you, you can say that. We can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, know, right? I like, can't say that. You know what I'm saying? This is what's happening. Like, I know no one believes FBI crime statistics, but they're the FBI crime statistics, man. Like, so I believe if there is like a huge thing that's been done to the African-American community, to the black community, I don't even like calling it African-American community because there's a lot about it that has really nothing to do with African and everything to do with hip hop, yeah. which I believe uh, is probably the most corrosive thing that has been uh, injected into our society has been injected into our values and into our culture like the funding of these freaking guys they took the dregs of our society they put them up on a pedestal they gave them everything that people wanted um that were experiencing uh that huge economic divide they were experiencing the have-nots were watching these people on a pedestal and they reconstructed our culture and our values okay uh whoever funded that that was messed up. And there wasn't a white rapper until I was in middle school. You know what I'm saying? So you can go ahead and be mad about that. But what I always say when I have like some of the old heads pull me aside and they're like, hey, man, you're like, do you not know the history of the black man in America? You know, and, and all the horrible things that have happened to us. You know, like you don't seem like, you know, you seem like you're, you're, you're an Uncle Tom or like, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm like, and they do. They call me an Uncle Tom. They say I'm a, a victim of racism that doesn't realize I'm a victim of racism. And this is going to answer your question. And I'm like, no, man, I'm at like half an immigrant that was raised in a lower middle class uh, uh, home that came from a third world country that joined the Marine Corps infantry, survived it, and then became an entrepreneur and then failed for a long time. And then finally has carved out something like if a black man came and sat in my office, if a young buck came and sat in my office and he said to me, you know, I'm going to be black for my whole life. What is your advice? I'm not going to start pulling up information about Jim Crow and all the atrocities that have happened to black people and that have happened to every race all around the world. OK. All right. I'm not going to start doing that. What I'm going to tell him is, look, homie, everyone on this planet has things they have to overcome. Your problems will be as big as you make them. You have one responsibility. 
Do the best you can with what you have every single day, no matter how anyone treats you. How they treat you is their business. How you react is your business. White dudes are getting shots popped at them now more than any other culture in the damn country. You know what I'm saying? Uh, being black, sometimes it's an advantage. I can tell you I have won and been moved forward so many times because I'm black, because I'm black and competent, especially. You know, I've had so many opportunities, especially in corporate environments where they're like, put Byron in the front. Like, we won't look racist. That'll be tight. And he's actually good at it. Like, so there's actually a thing called black privilege that I, I'm, I'm, I'm killing the game with right now. Uh, so I would tell, how do you guys inspire it? The real tragedy is that they've developed a uh, protection strategy within the, what I believe is the mental plantation into that whole argument that says a white man can't speak on black issues. It's the biggest tragedy in the world because I have a lot of white friends that grew up in the hood that their experience is more hood than black people that grew up in the hood because they were a white person growing up in the hood and they got beat up every single day for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with all of that having been said, I need, we're, we all need people inside that community, I think, to, uh, to really rise up and start just telling the truth. And I am seeing it happen. I am seeing more and more people, like when I post something that's countercultural, it's like, you can be anything you want to be. You're not limited just because you're black. You know, I, I for sure get attacked by black people. But I also am starting to notice that there's some black people that will DM me on the side and be like, yo, no. Yeah, I mean, I won't say this in public, but like, I feel you. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, like, you need to start saying it in public, man. Yeah. But I think black Don't people be scared to, to say it in public. Yeah, man. That's how we <laughs> fight this thing. So. You know, and I think the ultimate answer, the highest level answer to the racism question and to your question is we need to give each other positive experiences with each other. That's how we disarm each other, period. That is the anti, that is the, the fix is, you know, people fear what they don't know. If I run into a racist person, I ran into a dude in the gym this morning who looked like he may have been like, uh, <clears throat> who he may have been like, you know, part of one of the crews, you know, one of the opposite crews, you know, white dude tatted up skin, skinhead looking dude, probably did some time. And, uh, you know, this is where confidence is handy. You know, I looked him dead in his eyes and said, morning, brother. And he said, Hey, morning, man. And I was like, good to see you. And we were totally cool, you know? Um, but giving people positive experiences, I've been called a nigger to my face. I've laughed about it. I've asked the guy, hey, man, like, what's up? Like, you know, like black people, like what's going down with you? You know, like, I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to let that. And by the end of the thing, like, you know, he was angry. But the, what had happened was he'd been picked on by black people every single day of his life. And uh, as he was growing up and he hated black people. I had another dude in the Marine Corps that just came up to me. and was like, hey, man, like, I didn't know black people, but, you know, we just hated them because, you know, we never knew them, but you're actually pretty cool. And I'm like, cool, dude. Like, <laughs> thanks, man. You know, I want to go ahead and put it out there that between that voice and the cop voice, you have the best ignorant white man voice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try, man. I try, you know. Hey. But, <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, give each other positive experiences no matter what your color is. And black people, yo, we need to stop believing. Humans, you just humans, because they do this medically, they do this uh, racially, they they do it in so many areas. No one can victimize you unless you believe what they're saying to you and you believe that you're a victim. It doesn't matter where you come from. You know, you got people blind, deaf, and dumb that have changed the whole 
like literally like clinically like that have changed the whole entire world you know uh there's so many people with less that have done so much more than any of us are doing right now so the only the only thing that victimizing does is makes it easier for you to look at the things that you haven't done and the risks that you haven't take and gives you something to lean on as a crutch yeah that's all it does it's a protection strategy because looking at yourself and looking at yourself and going holy shit i haven't done a damn thing i haven't tried i haven't had the balls to make take any risks that's hard that's painful that's painful as fuck yeah but that's where the that's where it all that's where the magic man that's where it starts that's where you have to go that's where you have to they it's the got to get dark type stuff yeah man that's the rosetta stone stuff found in the mud man awesome i think we can wrap thank you dude i really appreciate it it's been great yeah thanks byron that was good to meet you <laughs> hey thank you so much paul martin it's an honor this this is some of the best questions i've been asked honestly on a podcast ever I got awesome. to talk awesome. great about it. Thank you.